0: Uh, you just have a couple more before we're finished and uh, but tonight we're going to take a look at psalm uh, 148 so uh, hope you do have your bibles and that you would open to psalm 148 and the message tonight is all creation praises the lord all creation praises the lord and as i studied this one it was you know, it's so different from all the other psalms and in the study of it. Because, again, it's as the title says, it's all of creation that praises God. And the word praise is used 13 times in this short psalm. There's only 14 verses in this psalm. But the word praise is is used 13 times. And the psalm starts in the highest heavens. And then it ends with the little nation of Israel. And if any psalm reveals the glory and the magnificence of the worship of God, it is this psalm. Psalm 148. Because it's infinite. Infinite. In its width, length, depth and height of God and yet it's meant to be very very personal how anyone could look at the privilege and the responsibility of worshiping God and take it lightly after studying this psalm is hard to understand the structure of the psalm is as follows in verses 1 through 6, there's a call for the heavens to praise God, to praise Him, He is the, to praise that He is the Creator. Verses 7 through 12 is a call for the elements of the earth to praise God because He is also their Creator. And then in verses 13 through 14, there's a call for the people of God to praise God because of His wonder in their midst. The theme of this psalm? Is let all creation praise and worship the Lord. The author. Anonymous. We don't know who wrote this psalm. Let's begin with Psalm 148. With verses 1 through 2. Praise to the Lord from creation. Okay. It says praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him all his angels. Praise him all his hosts. We don't. Praise a man-made God. We don't praise a man-made earthly God. We praise the one true and living God who reigns from the highest heavens. We praise the God who created all things. Above us is a world of blessed angels. And they praise God day and night. And it's it's an innumerable company of angels. The hosts of heaven, the psalmist says. Or the armies of heaven, the angels. And the stars as well, and the planets. The hosts of heaven, and all the stars and planets, they praise God. All of them. The hosts of heaven, that is thousands and thousands of angels. They minister to God. And 10,000 times 10,000 angels, they stand before God. And it's because of His glory, His wonder, His magnificence, His majesty. It's because of that that He has such an immeasurable number of angels about Him. But it's much more to His glory that He doesn't need them. Nor is there any way that God is benefited by the angels. And to that bright and happy heavenly world above is what the psalmist is looking at here. Scripture gives us a few descriptions of worship in heaven. And we're warned not to worship angels or man or anything or anyone but God, the true living God. The sun, the moon, the stars, it says in verses 1 and 2, they also praise God. And you know how stars and, and the sun and the moon, you know how they worship God? You know how they praise God? Simply by doing what they were placed in the heavens to do. When the sun comes up, it brings light to the day. That's what God created it to do. When the stars come out at night, and you look up in the sky, they're up there twinkling. Twinkling. That's what God created them to do. The same with the moon. It was made to reflect the sunlight. It does exactly what God created it to do. So they praise God in that way. Man was created to worship. And it seems like man is the only one that doesn't do what they were created to do. We can't see the angels in heaven. But you know it, we can see the heavenly bodies, the moon, the sun, and the stars... You know, when they're out, we can see the heavenly bodies by day and by night. And they tell us that there is a God. And they tell us that he is wise and that he's powerful and that he's glorious. Now, the pagan nations, they worshiped the creation instead of the creator. And many people do. They make idols of others. They themselves might be the idol that they worship. You know, it's all about me. It's all about what I want, what I want to do. And I give in to those cravings. I give in to my flesh. The pagan nations worshipped the creation instead of their creator. And Israel often fell into the same sin. They followed the religious practices of the nations around them. They would worship their idols. They would get involved in their religious rituals, no matter how barbaric or how crude. Now, why should the hosts of heaven praise the Lord? Simply because God made them. And God gave them the privilege of serving him and his people. And bringing glory to his name. And we have many more reasons for praising God. And yet, so often, we don't do it. It begins here, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord in verse 1. Whoever you are that hears this word, you're invited, asked, commanded to magnify Jehovah God and just as sure as he has made you and me for no other reason because he's created us and and for no other reason we are bound by our creator to love him adore him and worship him and this exhortation can never be out of place praise the Lord it can never be out of place we can speak about it wherever we might be. And it's never out of place. It's never out of time. It's, I mean, the timing is never wrong because we can speak about it whenever we want. Look at verse 3 now. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you stars of light. Even the sun praises the Lord, the one who created the sun. Again, how does the sun praise the Lord by coming out every morning as God placed it in the sky? By doing the very work it was created to do every day since it was created and what and appointed to do that. Even on the cloudy rainy days when you can't see it, it's there faithfully every day. And God created the sun to rule by day and to give light and to give heat to the earth. To give heat to the earth and to give heat to those living on the earth. And this is the reason for man to praise the Lord for the benefits that we get from the sun. What benefits? Well, we get its light. Its warmth. The refreshing rays of the sun. We are to thank the Lord for the precious fruit that it helps to produce. There could be no plant life without the sunlight. The same goes for the moon. It's doing what it was created to do. It rules by night. It reflects the light of the sun on the earth. It produces precious fruits. Also praises its maker. And is the reason that we, others, are to praise him. And it says in verse 3 also, notice, All you stars of light praise him. All you stars of light which are very useful and helpful in the nighttime, You know, sailors would be guided by the stars at night, certain stars. And travelers, remember the three wise men? They were guided by a star. All you stars of light are to be praised because it sheds the gentle light on the earth. And the things in the earth. And that is worthy of praising the Lord for the way they do it. If any of God's creation has good reason to praise the Lord, it's us. It's mankind. Because we have the privilege of knowing God more intimately. And we have the promise that one day we are going to be like Christ. Angels rejoice when sinners are saved. But angels can't experience salvation. They can't experience the grace of God. And we wonder how many world leaders take time to thank and praise God. Whether male or female, young or old, famous or unknown. We can all know the Lord and praise the Lord. We know his name. What a child it is to be, a privilege it is to be a child of the King. Verse 4 Praise Him, you heavens of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. All the heavens, the air and star filled heavens, and the third heaven where God and the angels and the saints dwell, these are made by the Lord. And they declare His glory. They declare the glory of his power, of his wisdom and his goodness, and it's a show of his handiwork. A voice from heaven was heard praising his son when he was on earth living among us. He said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. A voice from heaven was heard praising Jehovah the Son of God, when He was on earth living among us. A cloud of the lower heavens received Jesus when He left the earth. And it will be in the clouds when He comes again. That's why it says, praise Him, you heavens of heavens. It was the highest heavens that opened up to receive Jesus Christ when he returned to the Father. And he will stay there until the restoration of all things. And from there, he will descend to judge the world in righteousness one day. And then the second part of verse 4 says, And you waters above the heavens praise him. The waters and the heavens divided by the sky. Divided by the sky from the waters below, and there are no other than, than the thick clouds. Where the waters abound in those clouds. The water, like when it rains, they're bound up in those clouds. And, and, and the clouds aren't, aren't torn, they're not ripped, they don't, they don't fall apart. But at the pleasure of God, he calls the clouds to let loose that heavenly water. And this gives men a reason for praising the Lord because those vast bodies of waters that are in the clouds that are over their heads he doesn't let them just he doesn't just let them down in such large quantities upon man and the earth that it would destroy them like in the flood and doesn't allow men to be carried about from place to place but he lets down gentle showers of water in order to water and refresh the earth To make it fruitful and grassy, so that it brings forth food for man and animals, which is displays, which displays the glory of his amazing power, wisdom, and goodness. Look at verse five. Let them, those that is the things that he's created, let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. Let every created thing give praise to the Lord for God issued his command and they came into being. When you look at Genesis chapters 1 through 11 in the creation, it says he spoke and they appeared. He spoke everything into existence. Praise God for the glory of his character and for his perfections. And rejoice in them, celebrate them. Even all heavenly creatures, even the angels and the hosts of heaven, even the sun and the stars and the, and the, and the moon and, and the heavens and the heaven of heavens, and the waters that are above them. And for the following reasons, He commanded, and they were created. They're all His creatures. And so they should praise him. He's the father of, of spirits, of angelic spirits, as well as the spirits of men. He's the father of lights, the father of all the stars of the heavens. And he has made the heavens themselves. And he made all the hosts of heaven, the sky. That divides the waters above and below. And all of this is done. By an almighty word. Spoken at his command. God spoke. And they all came into being at once. Verse 6. He also established them forever and ever. He made a decree which shall not pass away. Notice these things that he created will never pass away until he says they're to pass away. It says he set them in their place forever and ever. And it says his decree, his spoken word will never be revoked. It will never be taken back. The angels are made immortal. In other words, they'll never die. They're established and they are complete in their state of happiness, and they will always continue in that state. The hosts of heaven or the armies of heaven, the angels, being created by God, they depend upon Him. And they will remain as long as the world does, they will never pass away or be stopped or be made void. But they will always continue to be. And this is true of every word that God speak, speaks, which is a blessing to us. God will never take away his promise to us. He will never lie to us. God keeps his word to us. And his word is eternal and it can't be stopped and it's always delivered. It's always given to us. Verse 7. The psalmist goes on and says, praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all the depths. The psalmist says, let the Lord hear praise from all creatures on earth and let their praise be heard in the highest heavens. This verse includes all earthly beings that are mentioned, all in the watery and earthly universe and all that come out of the the universe and the water and those that are on it and in it. Like the creatures from the deepest parts of the oceans. Even even those creatures that are fierce and and deadly and poisonous as they are, they are made to praise the Lord. Verse 8. Fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind fulfilling His word. Notice that. He says, the fire and hail and snow and clouds and winds, they fulfill his word. Now, fire and hail and what follows in this verse are in the air. Fire and hail are what blown out or drawn up from the earth or water. Fire is lightning. Which is very instantaneous in its motion and powerful in its fe- in its effect. I mean, you know, I, I used to live in a in a mountain community by the grapevine, and Kathy and I used to go out when we were much younger and cut you know and cut firewood for our, for our heat, our wood burning stove. And we'd go out and we'd look for down trees. Those were the only ones that we could cut and, and take home and split. And looking at trees like after a storm, I mean, I, was blown, I saw this huge, huge pine tree split down the middle. And, and, and the, the lightning had struck it on the mountaintop. I've never seen anything like it. It made splinter. It made toothpicks out of that tree. It was an awesome thing to see. That's the power of lightning. It demonstrates the power of God. Powerful in the things that it can do. This lightning, this, is this, this fire, this is the fire that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And the cities that were in the plains of Sodom and Gomorrah. This is the same fire that came down in Elijah's day and it destroyed the captains in the 50s and it was the fire on Mount Sinai when Moses, when God appeared to Moses. God's voice also thundered from heaven. The lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and it shook with the voice of his thunder, the psalmist says in Psalm seventy-seven, eighteen, 18. And by this power... God's power, the majesty and the glory of God are greatly displayed. Hail, which is water that's frozen in the air and solidified. I mean, I'm sure we've all seen hail. Sometimes it's the size of a pea and sometimes it's the size of a golf ball. But hail is water that's frozen in the air. It's solidified. That was one of the plagues of Egypt. Hailstones killed many of the Canaanites in Joshua's day. And by fire and hail, God has shown his power and has gotten himself praise from the people by destroying their enemies with hail and fire. Even though his his people blasphemed his name, or I should, the enemies blasphemed God's name because of God's people, as they will be in the great hailstorm on that last day when it falls in Revelation chapter 16. Snow and clouds. Now, in in the King James Version, the word clouds is vapor. Which a cloud is a vapor. The clouds are a gift of God and they're very beneficial to the earth. And the reason for praise and thankfulness to God. The word for vapor signifies smoke. Right? It rises out of the earth like smoke and and, and, and is hot and dry and it forms lightnings and winds. Has its place among things that call for praise. Fire And hail here in verse 8, snow and clouds, stormy wind, it says, fulfilling his word. The, The weather fulfills God's word. God is in control of the weather and the seasons. Fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds, fulfilling his word, which are all raised up by a word of his commands. He calls the rain. He calls the clouds. He calls the fire and the hail. He commands it. He creates it. He brings it out of his treasures. The Bible speaks about the treasures of snow. And I never knew about that. There are treasures in snow that help the earth when it falls. He lets all of things, these things go out. The fire, the hail, the snow, and the clouds, and the storm. He, he lets them all go out as he calls upon them to do his pleasure, to fulfill his will. Sometimes these things are an act of his mercy. Like the time he dried up the waters of the flood. To make a way for Israel to pass through the Red Sea. Or the time he brought the wind, remember, to bring the quails that the Israelites were whining about. They wanted meat. He used the wind to bring the, the, the quails to them in the wilderness. He used the rain to uh, upon the land of Israel in Ahab's time. And sometimes he used it as a way of judgment. When he drowned Pharaoh in his army in the Red Sea, he used the water for that. And when he shipped, he shipwrecked the ships of Tarsus... Or to bring Jonah, the disobedient prophet, back to distress him afterwards. And to do all of this with the fire and the hail and the snow and the clouds and the stormy wind. To use all of these things to carry out all of these purposes. All of this is evidence of divine power and a proof of deity. A Proof of deity. Verse 9. Let the mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars praise him. Mountains and hills, which were originally formed by the Lord and set in place by his power and his strength. The mountains and the hills, they are the, high, the highest parts of the earth and they're very beautiful and they're very useful. And they include everything that's in them and on them. The trees and the grasses that grow on them. The gold and the silver and the brass and the iron that's in them. The animals and the birds that dwell there. They are all very beneficial to mankind. And gives another reason for them to praise him. The fruitful trees and all the cedars, verse 9 says. Trees that bear fruit like fig trees and pomegranate trees and the vines and the, and the olives, which the land of Canaan was full of, and trees that produce lemons and oranges and plums and pears and apples and cherries that provided fruit for their use and for their pleasure and the delight of man. And they are a means of praising God. The cedar trees, the cedar trees which, which God has planted... They don't produce any fruit. But yet they were very useful for wood. For building. And they served a great purpose in the temple at Jerusalem. This is a reason for them to praise God. Verse 10. Beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl are to praise God. Beasts and all cattle. Whether wild or tame. Whether the beast of the fields or the cattle on a thousand hills. They all belong to the Lord. He made all of them. He supports all of them. He supplies all of them. He's the one that gives them their food and their drink. Which they wait for. And they receive it from him. And these are the animals that are useful to men. They use them for work, they use them for labor, or they use them for food. And for that reason, they should praise the Lord. He says, verse 10, you know, even the creeping things, you know, like spiders and mosquitoes and things that we find useless. God created them for some reason. And when he created everything and he was in, he said, it is good. Okay, Lord. I don't understand, you know, when it comes to mosquitoes, but nonetheless. Creeping things and flying fowl. Creeping things, some that live in the sea and others that live on land. And there's not any creature on sea or land, whether it's the meanest reptile or a worthless worm, that is not the wonderful workmanship that's worthy of praise. And glory to the Creator. And so does every fly. There's another one that's questionable, at least in my mind. Every fly and every insect, as well as flying birds of the greatest size, like the eagle, the vulture that fly through the air, are worthy of, God is worthy of their praise. Verse 11. Kings of the earth and all peoples. Princes and all judges of the earth. They are to praise God. Kings of the earth and all peoples. The order of creation is pretty much laid out. When you look at Genesis, you can pretty much see how the order of creation. First the light and then the plants. Because, you know, without the light you can't have plant and so on. You see the order of creation. It's pretty much laid out in Genesis. And man was the last of God's creation. And so here he's called on last, man is called on last to praise the Lord. And the chief among men with the kings of the earth, of the several nations of the earth, divided into kingdoms, over which some of them are set in the highest positions, and they have reason to praise the Lord. Because you see, God raised them up. He raised them up. He put them in, in, in places of greatness and responsibility, because the Bible says that promotion doesn't come by chance. It doesn't come by accident or luck, but by the Lord. The Scripture says He sets up kings and He takes them down as He pleases. Kings old, kings old them. Praise also, king, or oh, king, the kings own owes God you know, and praise for those gifts that God blessed them with. That qualifies them to lead people. That qualifies them to be in government. It's because of God that kings reign and princes, you know, uh, reign with justice. It's the same for their preservation. God keeps them. He's the one that gives them salvation. He continues keeping them for usefulness, even though there are plots and conspiracies against a lot of leaders. And all people and their subjects, as they should, need to pray for their leaders. And they should also praise the Lord on their part. When they rule well and they're doing good, protect and defend them and their property and their rights. He says, princes and all judges of the earth. That is, the sons of kings, princes or nobles, ministers of the state, counselors and all subordinate judges. All of those men who are in high places of honor, who profit and trust. And and, and so they should praise the Lord because God raised them to this honor. And when they fulfilled their duty correctly, that's when the people have reason to be thankful for those leaders and especially for the judges of the earth when they're God-fearing men who hate covetousness, impartiality, and they minister justice and judgment. That's why we need to pray for our leaders. Verse 12. Both young men and maidens, old men and children, both young men and maidens, it says here, should praise the Lord. And the way it's written in the scriptures, the young men for their strength and the maidens for their beauty. And both should remember their creator in the days of their youth when they're young. And it's important for young people to remember God, to think about God, to know God in their youth and to fear and to serve and to worship him so that they will praise and glorify him like Obadiah, Josiah, Timothy did uh, in their day and the four daughters of Philip the Evangelist. It says, old men and children. Because old men have lived longer and they've had a greater experience, uh, uh, you know, uh, experiencing the good hand of God in their life. That is the, the providential goodness of God. And if they're being good men of the grace of God, and they're under great responsibility to praise the Lord for all that he's done for them. Because they've known him from the beginning and they've seen the many wonderful works that he's done. Which they should never forget and tell their children about it. To the glory and the honor of God. And sometimes we've seen even out of the mouth of babes, out of children. Who have less knowledge and less experience. God sometimes ordains them to praise him. Verse 13. Let praise Let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is extolled. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He says, let them praise the name of the Lord. That is all of creation. Praise his nature. Praise his perfection. Celebrate the wonder of all of those things. And his wonderful works. And the blessings of his goodness. Both his providence. That is his hand upon your life. His grace. And even more. All, and we're to do it even more than all creatures and things heavenly and earthly for the following reasons. It says, notice, his name alone is excellent. His name alone is excellent. The name of the Lord is excellent. He's excellent in power. He's excellent in wisdom and goodness and truth and faithfulness. In all other perfection of his nature, he, his name alone is excellent. His works are excellent. He's known by His works. They're excellent both of character and of grace. And His works proclaim His glory. His Son in whom His name is. And by whom He has manifested Himself. God has manifested Himself through His Son, Jesus Christ, when He came here in the flesh. Jesus said, if you've seen Me, you've seen the Father. If you've heard Me, you've heard the Father. You know what God is like? Look at me. Listen to me. So God manifested himself in his son, Jesus Christ. His precious names that we've heard him called in the scriptures. He's been called many precious names by which he's told to the world. His name alone is excellent, the psalmist said. All of the most marvelous creatures are nothing compared to him. None of the creatures in heaven or in earth. Creatures of angels and men. There should be praise by all and above all. It says here also, his glory is above the earth and heaven. There is the glory of heavenly and earthly bodies, which are different. In other words, the glory of the sun, the moon, and the stars... And and of one star from another, but the glory of the divine being, the creator of them all, infinitely exceeds the glory of all of them, all the others. Of everything he's ever created, of all he's created, he infinitely, infinitely exceeds the glory of them all. His wonderful majesty dwells above the heaven and the earth. The heaven is the throne that he sits on. The earth is his footstool that he stands on. And Christ, who is sometimes called his glory, is the brightness of God's glory. And he's exalted above every name on earth and he's made higher than the heavens and so he's exalted above all blessing and praise. Verse 14 as we close. And God has exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all of his saints, of the children of Israel, a people near to him. It says, and he has exalted the horn of his people. Now, in Scripture, the horn is an emblem emblem of power, authority, and dominion. Now, to take away the horn means to deprive a nation or person of authority and prestige. The people's horn, it says here by the psalm, is exalted when God increases their strength and their spiritual strength, especially makes them strong in the Lord, in his grace and in the power of his might. And the praise, it says here, of all of his saints. In other words, the Lord, the Lord is the object of the praise of all of his saints. Those that he's shown his favor and kindness to. And on the ones that he's given, the blessings blessings of his grace. All of his saints are to praise him. It's a thing of praise. It's something of praise because we're his saints. Because we're set apart by God the Father. And we're sanctified, set apart by the blood of Jesus Christ and by the Holy Spirit. And And when that happens, man, our horn is exalted. We have his power, authority, and we have dominion. As God told Adam, you know, to have dominion over the earth. And of the children of Israel, it says here, those are the ones he allows into his presence as his friends, whom he regards as his own. And a people, it says, near to him. Of people near to him, that is, those being, that have a relationship with him. Those being one with him. In that bond of everlasting love. He being their father, they being his children. His children, not just by creation only, but by the adopting grace of Jesus Christ. Which they have through Christ. With boldness and confidence being made near and brought near to God by the blood of Christ. And it ends with so because of everything that we've looked at the first 13 verses. And as it ends, this says, so praise the Lord. Even all creatures, especially his saints, especially his people. For what he's done for us. And you know, if you go back over and you read this Psalm again. But with Jesus in mind, you can see how much greater he is than anything or anyone mentioned. Because he is the creator of all things. He's captain of the hosts of the Lord, Joshua said. He's the son of righteousness, Malachi said. He's the morning star, John said in Revelation. Revelation. And when he's ministering here on earth, when he was ministering here on earth, he showed his power over storms. We saw that in Matthew. He showed you know, his power over trees and, and wild and domestic animals. He's far above the angels. Jesus revealed the Father's name. And he glorified that name in everything that he said or everything that he did. So in all things, Jesus has the preeminence. He is the first and the last. Has been, always will be. Father, again, we thank you for this, this amazing chapter, Lord. As man and beast, all created things in the sea, above the sea, on earth, in the earth, that dwell on the earth, in the skies, are called to praise God for His glory, for His wonder, for His works, for His word. And Father, I pray that we would all just meditate upon what was said here. And that Jesus Christ, the manifestation of God in the flesh, is greater than all of these things. And may he be the greatest experience in our life. May he be the greatest relationship that we have, God. May we love him beyond all others and all things, Lord. And may we serve him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. May we continually look to him for all that we need. May he be our sufficiency. May he be our supply. May he be our all in all. Because he's the only one who can meet our needs. No matter how small or how big. So Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor, Lord. May you be with your people, Lord. May you watch over them. May you protect them on their way home the rest of this week. We pray, God, that you would keep us safe, keep us healthy. Continue to have your hand upon your church, God, and upon your people. As we live for you, God, and as our hope is in you. And one day we experience that blessed hope. You're appearing, God. So, Father, we thank you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All righty. Wednesday, Job 35. And um, it's Elihu's last speech to Job, his last words to Job. So, always.